This is a conspiracy. That's what this is. One big damn conspiracy! And everyone's in on it! I know what's going on. Did IQs just drop sharply while I was away? person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. Did you see the memo about this? Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. Don't you see what this means? Welcome to episode 30 of your Missing the Point podcast, where we discuss the weird, the wonderful, and the damn right bizarre aspects of life, as we have conversations with people from all over the world. Today, I'm joined by a woman who's not afraid to call people out, a lady that's been bringing down professional grifters, charlatans, and bullshit artists of the truth community, and taking them to task. Let us welcome Brandy. Welcome, Brandy. Hi. So, where do we start? Um, there's been a lot happening in, in the truth the world in the past week. All about UFO and alien disclosure. Now, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, <laughs> I'm so I'm so fascinated by these people because when it doesn't have anything to do with their UFO or alien topic, they will be right with you and saying. The government will lie to you, the CIA, the FBI, all these agencies are corrupt. But the moment something comes up to where it says UFO or alien, these people are right by their side and just eating the story up, tweeting it out, regurgitating it, and then like acting cultish towards people that are like calling to question them that last week, you know, that they were just doing some evil shit over here. They're like, yeah, yeah, but it's okay. They're going to tell us the truth about the UFOs. I'm like, these people are fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a big flip in the UFO community. Like, I can admit I was a UFO person and my thinking around what UFOs are and what they could really be has really changed in the past three years. But oh, traditionally, yeah. it's always been the government trying to cover it up, the government denying it. And in the space of maybe five or six years, disclosures suddenly come to the forefront. And a lot of it's actually being pushed by government agents and the government in general in a way that, like you said, the UFO community, which is a very, very tight-knit community, they've got the blinkers on and they can't see the issue that was the issue for the longest time. They couldn't trust the government for the past 60 years. And now in the past six years, they suddenly can. It just doesn't seem to make sense. None. It doesn't at all. No. Now and got... I don't know if it's Sorry. it's because they're so dialed in and that is their only, their only outlook. Like they're so hyper-focused that, they don't really develop the other skills very well. It's like, you know, does it make sense? Did you, you know, do your research? Have you done your background research on these people that are t- trying to tell you this, that, or the other? You, because when when you can do that, you'll start seeing that there's, 
these patterns of people who are just making stuff up, who none of their stories were ever credible, or they are just going from in from station to station to tell a story. And you, you can, it doesn't seem like they, they might be great at their, their story or topic, but they're not great at the research. And I guess just the, the background part of it, the background work that goes into verifying or discernment. I'll just call it that. They're not great at discernment. Yeah. And unfortunately one of Australia's most prestigious, and I use that word very loosely, prestigious reporters, Ross Coulthard is, uh, at the forefront of all this, where he was such a big name in Australian media for 60 minutes until it came out that he had multiple stories that he just kind of made up, didn't do any real research <laughs> at all, just made the stories up. Um, so he, this guy's kind of, he's laid it out that he's an entertainment, an infotainment entertainment person where he's informing people of information that may not necessarily be true for the, for the, all the basis of clicks and book deals. And they just don't listen. No, yeah. they don't. This, um, especially with Ross at the moment, he he came out with the the Fravor, um, video and the Tic Tac stuff and made this bloody big documentary in Australian television all about it, and it was a big thing. And then, of course, that coincided with his book deal at the same time. And now he's back again. He's all over this most recent case with the new whistleblower. Uh, whistleblower um david gersh yeah see and i had to ask you because i i mean i knew that he was with 60 minutes and stuff like that but i didn't know if anyone had ever taken him seriously because i know that i couldn't just because he has been interviewed a couple of times by someone i knew you know they had their own podcast and he kept referring to them as being from the U.S. And I was like, wait, no, they're completely in a different country. He did not do, like, even the surface background to know who he was talking to to even have that type of conversation with back and forth. And the second time, I was like, well, maybe, you know, he'll, he, he's gotten his stuff together. But no, he just continuously just failed to just do some basic research. Yeah, you should kind of know where the person is that you're interviewing or being interviewed by. You should have that insight, one, what their name is, and two, what their nationality is, and he seemed to fail on that. Yeah, just all together. But uh, I seen where he did tweet something, and I had to I had to laugh. I mean, he does follow me. I follow him. It's, it's entertainment, as you said. <laughs> but... The New Yorker, I think it was the New Yorker, put out a parody column to try to jab at him. And they put the name of the guy who wrote it as Ross Doubt That. (laughs) (laughs) So what's what's the impression in the US besides the UFO community, which I'm sure I'm seeing Ross as the next messiah of information and disclosure. What's the general media... Um, hype around him is he seen as a bit of a charlatan or is he seen as a, a dud reporter what's what's the pulse going on over there outside of this i'd never heard of it so i don't think most people unless you are in this little part of the community has ever even heard of it and then you're either going to have people who know 
that this is all entertainment or you're going to have, you know, the UFO Twitter people that think he is, you know, like their Lou Elizondo, you know, he's, he's been given his wings. <laughs> I, th- I found it really amazing that this, this latest interview that he's done with the whistleblower, he openly says in the interview, and I really should have clipped it for the show, but he says that this David who's come out and he's really reputable because he didn't have first-hand contact with any of the creatures or the technology, but he found the documents, which is the next best thing. And then he goes on to say that he's actually really believable because he actually had to petition the Department of Defense to clear the information he wanted to disclose. Was it really disclosure if you have to petition and ask people for permission? Um, no, that is them writing a story, giving it to the person they want to disseminate it and then opening the door and letting him go. So no, that story was written. There's Abs- no way he's a whistleblower. <laughs> no, absolutely. Even if it was just a, let's say government incompetence, he could have, this guy could be a, an unwitting um, useful idiot. And he might've found some planted documents he could have went to the Department of Defense and said, oh, can I please talk about this on a television show? And the Department of Defense would go, well, none of this technology is real. There's no aliens. Of course you can talk about it because you're not breaching any security because none of it's real. So there's not Correct. actually anything that would be breached. Exactly. Because if there was something, one, for him to claim whatever it is his status was within the military, he would know good and well whether it was something he can talk about or not that don't play stupid and then with ross that seems to be his thing is either he he plays stupid on purpose but he is more of one of those who just lead people like he works with this whole disinformation aspect of it or he actually is just so gullible that he believes every everything that anybody tells him, every story, word for word, and he just does not bother to vet the people or research their stories or try to even get one piece of fact from their story. Because common sense will tell you that if the person has no knowledge and they just read a document, well, that makes... It, it it doesn't matter. I can read Alice in Wonderland. I'm not going to go outside and go talk to a caterpillar. <laughs> My gut feeling on Ross is that he saw what was going on during COVID where a lot of people actually started to turn to the alternative media, the truth of community, whatever you want to phrase it as. He saw a lot of people going that direction, how much momentum it was building up in social media and in society in general. And as soon as he saw this disclosure stuff start to come out, I think he saw that as a really quick cash cow. He saw how big the community was and he thought to himself, if I just do the bare minimum reporting, I report what they want to hear, I'm going to get traction and money out of this. And we saw it with his book deal and now we're seeing it with the uh, the media company he's actively reporting with. Yeah, and if if anything I've heard from the inside is true, it might have been a little bit of sticking from his wife saying, hey, you lost your job at 60 minutes. You need to get a real job or make some money, you know, like you're not going to sit here all day 
<laughs> Nothing's a bigger motivator than an angry wife. So <laughs> exactly. So I mean, he, you know, I guess he tried to find his niche because um, it wasn't in that that pandemic movie or. I don't want to call it a movie, but it was kind of like some documentary that he did with somebody like way before COVID and to make it even worse, (laughs) the people that are involved with that are even being called into question as being employed by certain agencies to run an op on the opposite side of the the anti-vax and vaccine debate before COVID. So, I mean, I, that's where I get my thing. Are you really playing stupid or are you just, you know, you're getting paid to be a useful idiot? Yeah, it's um, yeah, it wrecks the brain sometimes. Are these people just incompetent and dumb? Are they deliberately rifting people for financial gain? Or is it all being manipulated by three little agencies who are trying to play sides and push public thought a certain direction? This kind of brings us into two big names from the UFO air quotes truther community, David Wilcox or Shilcox as I like to call him and Corey oh. Good. These two <laughs> had a show together on Gaia TV where they made squillions of dollars pushing out a great entertainment story. They put it in the lens or the perspective of that everything they speak about is real. So much to the point that David Wilcox during the height of COVID was putting out daily two hour videos saying that uh, the Federation of Planets was coming to save Earth to rid of it, rid it of all its parasite elites, and that twelve days of darkness was going to come. And he'd be an idiot and give really precise dates, and then those dates would come and nothing would happen, and all the people would be commenting, "What happened, David? What happened?" He'd say, "Oh, it's a bigger, it's a bigger operation than we think. Time, it's it's coming. It's just a big operation now." And those are the, still the same people that follow him and donate money to him. I I just don't I- get it how people can fall for it again and again. No, and I can't believe that like either one of their names are still brought up as a source of any information. Because that should be like the elementary, no, preschool. <laughs> you should have been preschooled into this before you came in that when their names are connected with anything, it was just all a show. It was a lie. They got money. That was it. And Espec- you should just move along <laughs> especially Corey good Corey good came out of this story that he'd had contact with blue avian aliens bird like aliens and he'd been um fighting as a soldier on mars and all types of sorts of crazy business that you know if if it's a story and you're trying to get it out as truth yeah that's one thing but he was actively charging people money for it um uh-huh. and that's always my my instant gut feeling whether something's a scam or not if you're trying to put out truth that's important for humanity something that everyone needs to know you don't hide it behind a paywall and this is a a bit of a discussion that's been a bit controversial in the podcasting community of late that if you have a a a patreon you're a bad person i don't think that's necessarily true if you're putting out something that's for entertainment purposes by all means go ahead you charge for your hard work because you've put the time and effort into it but if you're one of those people that says, I have a cure for cancer, I have um, a way to detox from the COVID vaccine, but you can only access it for $59.95 a month on my Patreon. At that point, you are grifting people and you are somewhat of a snake oil salesman. Right. You are a, a, an infomercial. Exactly. And that's what it is. And 
see, there's so many different types of these people who go on to say, okay, I'm going to charge X amount of dollars for this. Um, and I, this, this guy right here is like, he, <laughs> his, it's a, I forgot what he calls it. But um, like seven Bomar, like I would never pay as much as these people pay for a month to go through his, his courses and such. Because some of them are like way above a hundred dollars a month. But somebody had sponsored me a three month membership because she said I needed to do this, and she thought it would be worth my while, and that I would enjoy the information. And I will say. Like the tier that I was in was like eighty something dollars a month. I could understand for the amount of material that he provided for someone to pay for that because it's not like I just heard him give lectures and you had to research everything for yourself. It it went beyond that. Every topic that he had was broken down into sections, and those sections came with all the source material, even books, all his references, diagrams, and follow-along material. So I could I could see that. You're you're paying for material, not just word of mouth. It's actual material. It was like a course and you got everything involved with it. You didn't have to do too much of anything unless you wanted to go you know, I step ahead or, or jump around and, and look further or take it to a different direction. Otherwise, everything was provided for you. But for someone to just come out and say, hey, look, I don't want to go back to my job anymore. I just want to do this. Pay me. Okay, now that's either going to be up to the people who decide to pay for it or you know, you might just have to get a job. But either way, if you're paying for something and you don't know that it's entertainment, but the person behind that paywall is considering it to be entertainment, there lies the issue. Yeah. When if he... you think you're paying for a truth and you are getting drug along under that clause that they can claim entertainment, that's a problem. Yeah, he's a, he was essentially putting out like a, the uh, Scientology Mark II and people were doing their levels and they were going through their tears and they were doing their training and listening, which I feel really sorry for those people because they went into that with the impression that the information he was giving was accurate and truthful. And unfortunately now know because of his court case, he made it up. Every single yep. aspect was made up. He even said in a quote in his court case, it's true because I believed it to be true, even though I'd made up the story. So his <laughs> mental gymnastics around that was unbelievable. Well, not only that, but the people that he had involved, yes, those groups on Facebook, they would they would go stalk people, they would dox people, they would put themselves in trouble over him. So that's that's a burn that you can't really get rid of if you went to as far as to like go Antifa on somebody over a guy who said he talks to blue chickens. <laughs> it's it's a really concerning thing because it's 
I would consider these guys to be large tier within the podcasting or the truth to community. They're, they're kind of top level. They're the people that are probably fed information directly from three letter agencies, or they completely make it up at their own level so they can justify the amount of things they're charging for their goods and services. Right. But this is where we get into the issue of that cult of personality. Like you said, these people went Antifa on people's asses, doxing them, verbally attacking them, threatening them over anyone that disagreed with them. My big concern now is that there's elements within what I would consider low to mid podcasting spheres that are either co-opted, manipulating people for financial gain, and actually influencing other content creators who I personally know or who I believe are nice, wonderful people who are falling for it. And people like us, it's pretty, it seems clear as day, but these personalities out there, they're actually doing a really big number on people and it's having a detrimental effect on the alt media environment. And I think that that's exactly what the purpose of it was. Um, Cause even when I started looking into it, this seemed to be put up. It was probably put up way before Obama, but I've seen it specifically mentioned when Obama came in to get a hold of this demographic, to get a hold of this new thing on the internet, these people talking. Before, it was just they could control what people thought or talked about in the media or what was put out in publication, but everybody moved straight over to streaming services and internet, so they just had to add another division to their game and say, okay, now we have this other big ocean that we need to control. How are we going to control it? And they laid out that map. Yeah, I'm going to give you a direct example of something that happened in, I think it was the early thousands um, when we had platforms uh, start to online platforms or communities started to talk. Well, there was an online furry community, you know, those people that dress up as animals and go off into the woods and do their thing. Anyway, yes. the the guy who started <laughs> that community online, um, his group got infiltrated by a three-letter agency, possibly the FBI. That's what the, the going understanding is. His group got infiltrated by this agent who put out misinformation about this furry being a Nazi. And it drove everyone in his own community to dox him and kick him out. And it's been proven. It was actually one of the first FBI... <laughs> programs to see if they can infiltrate an online community and sway its public opinion. And they chose fairies. They, they, they chose fairies. What a fringe community to choose. But if they do that with people like that, how it's only a hop, skip and a jump to the UFO community, isn't it? Oh, I don't even think it's a hop, skip and a jump. I think they share a wall. <laughs> it's not that far off. It's about the same. I mean, they can say whatever they want. It's it's about the same. I mean, one of them has wings, maybe, or maybe not the other. That's about it. That's that's <laughs> all there is. And it's it's really it's it's quite sad because the potential for life from other planets, other realms, all that stuff is there, and that's what I think these charlatans or these three-letter agencies, they're tapping into. They're tapping into people's hopes, desires, belief systems, and really turning it as a weapon against them 
and creating this really toxic and vitriol type of group that will attack anyone who even steps out of line about what their idea of thinking is. Well, it sounds like religious cults. It does. It's following a lot of those trends, isn't it? Yeah, you bring in the religion and then you divide it all to hell and then you have all those in infighting between the groups so that, you know, the whole message altogether isn't even a point in their minds anymore. Their point is to defend the small little group that they're in and that what they are being told is the real way, which by the time you get that far down the line, nobody truly knows the way in or back out or even how they got there to begin with to even see that they're in a cult. Yeah, it's it's also the the 95% um truth and 5% bullshit or vice versa. It could be 95% bullshit and 5% truth. If these, I think people are really seeing physical, tangible objects most of the time. I just have a, a really sneaking suspicion that these are our own aircraft that we haven't seen as a civilian base, but the military's had for quite a while now. And if you're pushing a huge, huge amount of the truth to community into believing disclosure is going to happen at the same time as priming the general public who traditionally don't believe in it, it's only going to go in one direction, which a lot of conspiracy theorists have been saying for a while now, which is Project Bluebeam, some kind of a staged alien invasion using that technology we've actually got and using it to usher in a world worldwide government, which I think... COVID was a bit of the testing grounds for it to see what they could get away with and tell people what to do. If they had some kind of an outside threat, and I'm going to quote Reagan on this one, an outside threat to our world, how quickly our differences would be forgotten. You put a T3RB, a a giant triangle over the top of a city and you nuke it and you have that on prime television, you better believe the majority of people are going to believe in aliens. Yeah. They're definitely going to, but that's going to be the situation where there's going to be leaked information from that area if that really did not occur, if they really did not take down a city like that. So that is probably the, that, that would be where my concern would be is, is if they're going to go that extreme to where they have, which we know that they don't, they don't care that they would be willing to just take out a whole city to put that fear in everybody's mind. Yeah, unfortunately, we know that collateral damage isn't a, a big concern for these people, but it's, it's, yeah. the, it's, the, uh, it's the grassroots level type of stuff that I think is a bigger concern for all of that because they're getting people who should be questioning the government right. because we know they lie to us they're going all in on what the government's going to say and they're going to be the first people to do exactly what they want. Yeah, because yeah, that's that's their savior. That's their savior religion there. That's their belief system. And, you know, when you tell them that, you know, belief is just an opinion, then they they have a whole different attitude when it comes to that. And, yeah, it the logical thinking of it I mean, it is logical to think that it is a military or private industry owned craft. It, it, it makes perfect sense because we've always seen stuff like that happen. They are not going to put it out there that they are developing 
these weapons or these types of planes or these types of ships. They keep it a secret because they need to test it and to test its effectiveness, but they also don't need other countries knowing what it is that we have. So it's kind of, you know, you got to shield your cards. So it does make sense. And then when you have, and this is exactly what the first kind of trickling out of it was, was you had military people that are reporting on it, that they've seen it. Well, okay, that makes all the sense in the world. Why? Because when you're in the military, you're a guinea pig. You have zero say of what they can and can't do to you. And that includes psychological. So if you're going to test some type of craft or new weapon or machinery and you want to see how well your your own military deals with with seeing it or how quick they can adapt to it to fight it i mean you're going to employ it on your own military that's how you get the testing done and it's that need to know basis you don't need the the rifleman or the guy that's on ground duty to know about this supersonic advanced flying machine that you've got you just need him to guard no. the gate that's all his job is you don't need him to know and about you that. don't even you don't even need the pilot to know because what you're wanting to know is, is this pilot going to be able to maneuver enough to catch that craft? Yes, absolutely. And one of the arguments I always seem to get from the UFO community is, well, why is the US military so quick to secure downed aircraft in foreign nations? Well, my quick answer is, well, if you're flying one of your secret aircraft and you've accidentally crashed it, in a foreign country, you don't want that foreign country to get to your technology first. It's simple cleanup duty. You don't want anyone yeah. to have what you've got. Uh, exactly. I mean, th- that that goes back to you being a kid. If your mom suspects you got something in your room and you know good and well she's going to be home at five and she's already called and saying, I'm coming in that room and we're going through this stuff, you're going to be in there in two seconds flat. And getting rid of all the evidence. So I don't understand why you don't think that anybody else would act any differently. So how far do you see this going then? Like if you could do the whole, and I hate to put dates on things and and predictions, but let's have a a healthy bit of um, predicting what could happen. What's going to happen in the disclosure space? How far do you think this is going to go to? Oh, they're just going to keep on dragging it out. I mean, look how long, decades, they've been able to do this. And with with the technology now that they're just, it just seems like they're going all out. Um, They can put stuff like the electricity that runs through our air. They can put stuff out there that you can hear, but you can't see that you can see, but you can't hear, that can touch you, but you can't see that anything's touching you, that can push stuff off of your cabinets, even. And you're going to think you're either being evaded, you're being um, haunted, or you're hearing voices. But this is all stuff, all existing technology. So the blue beam thing, It'd be perfect because then you could even 
if it was something you could just put your hand through, but it could still touch you, you're going to be more convinced that way. But all that is, is just air being pushed. It's just being pushed. It's, you know, it's just being pushed to where you think it's a touch or even a smell. I mean, all this, they're capable of doing all of that. They're capable of making you dream certain things just because of the stuff that is whispered all through our airs because it, we're just walking through a bunch of radio frequencies, more or less. Yeah. So I, I, I see it going. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I just don't know how long they're going to play it out for. It seemed like they played the whole, the whole priming, I think, society to have a conspiracy truth and movement already in place so that it would be more easily palatable for the broader community later on because they could always go oh remember those ufo nuts oh they were right the whole time the whole time it's i don't know if it's going to be soon like i think the ufo community think disclosure is going to happen any minute now but i don't know how long they're going to drag it out for and keep drip feeding this technology to us so that when they do drop it it's not as a big of a shock like you said something like the if you see something you feel something you touch something you think it's real right well there are already three-dimensional holograms in existence like you said that through the pressure of air or water feels like it's touching you yep it just it, it almost seems like with everything that's being played because this is just another you know card in their deck that they were all playing at once i think that they're trying to see which one is going to lead more people in the direction that they want while also distracting from what they need people to forget but if they're going to that one this was just my thought just randomly if they're trying to say, okay, we're going to move over to this one world, because that thing that Reagan said, that's been repeated throughout history. They always, you know, that's that's one of them foundation of control situations. If they're going to move to, to a one world government, you have to think there's going to be an issue of who would be that one, that one person governing it all. Because I don't think that they would just make such a big jump like that. I think what it would be is they try to roll this out. They try to roll out other fear tactics, whichever one sticks and works more effectively to their their end game. They're going to go with that. You can't just take the whole world by one. You're probably going to have to quarter it off. And they're not going to stop playing the other games just because they're getting away with the overall game they want no and we saw that with we see that with the european union you've got all of these european countries different cultures different languages different approaches to life and they all have unelected officials dictating what individual countries will do so you're probably right in that fact that they might do zoned areas they could have the asia pacific and australia as one they could have the north american union as another um the asiatic union and they might slowly do it in incremental stages Right. And then my thing was, this is probably where the AI downfall is would come because they wouldn't be able to just name one person to dictate everything because they would be like, that would be too biased. Maybe, you know, they're just more, you know, everybody comes from a region. 
you're going to be more biased towards a certain region. Maybe mm-hmm. it'll be like that. The way that they would try to explain away that bias would be to let AI handle that one governing system. It's definitely it's definitely being um, tiptoed around at the moment when we've got chat GPT that's big at the moment or AI art programs. They're getting ready to set something up and it'll probably start off really small scale to have AI to control the city's traffic lights. Then they'll have AI to control, say, uh, shopping centers. When you go in, you actually don't have to take a card with you. You're on the system and it just deducts it from your, your pay. They'll do it in small conveniences and then apply it to something really big, which ends up being social credit systems and when you can or can't leave your house based on your behavior or your attitude at the time. Right. And then, you know, they'll leave the governing up to that system to dictate what's going to be done with what part of that community and enacted by these people who are put in charge of those, those areas. So it just seems like it's, it'll not be a good situation if that if it goes down to that where we fall enough for it that we start seeing that plan go down yeah it's um i think all of us can kind of see writing on the wall for a a worst case scenario because we're seeing the pieces start to fall into play and i think this is why it's really important that we actually need to if we have a really informed belief or we've used our discernment and we're noticing that there's prominent members of our own community, our own podcasting community, the truth, the community, the alt media community. We need to actually be able to have the courage and conviction to question those people and question their motives. It can be done respectfully. And if those people have nothing to hide or they're not doing what we suspect, they should be able to engage in a dialogue that will prove us wrong because at the end of the day, we're human. We could be making mistakes in our research and what we're doing. That's completely possible. But if certain people aren't even willing to do that and they get their attack dogs instantly onto you, that raises red flags for me. Right. And, you know, I I have (laughs) been put in in that type of situation and I've seen others be put in that situation. And I think that's where, you know, this the smaller level where our government of course knows that you need to build that foundation before you can move the house because there is no house without the foundation so um when i was researching for you know some of this i wanted to get down to not just the larger podcasters because we can see you know it's easy to track a larger podcaster you just have to check their sponsors what their sponsors are into. You can see the pattern of the people that get pushed through. You can see them platform boosting each other. We can see all that. But when it's smaller ones to where it's just a couple thousand or maybe, you know, I don't even think like different platforms, you can have like 30,000 on YouTube, 15 over here. When you start seeing the little smaller communities start behaving in a, almost the same manner you that's when you have to really start asking are people trying to emulate what they are seeing in the bigger podcasters because that's where they want to be or 
has it been downscaled to that point? And when I was looking at it, that's when I came across these talent agencies, which they're not really a talent agency. They're not looking for any talent. They just want to control a smaller community to push out what they have been funded to uh, to have people talk about these talking points. And the one CEO put it out there that the reason why they like these nano influencers is because they're not seen as a loaded gun. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, you're using them as a weapon. So not only are they being used as an advertisement weapon, but there's also the aspect of these agencies all over getting in and promising that they could give these these smaller podcasters, they, they could give them, you know, a bigger platform or, you know, they can give them maybe inside information so that they seem a little bit more credible and that way they grow, they grow their audience um, or they grow in status uh, or even they can go into their, their communities and data scrape about what's being talked about, where their minds are headed, what y'all are talking about in that community are you getting to some very sensitive points that they don't want you going down? And so they are going to have to try to infiltrate that to lead you back out of it. Um, one of the groups I used to be in, uh, there's a girl who is in there. Um, and most people don't really use their real name. So it's really not a big deal that her screen name is not her real name, but her husband is NSA and nobody knew it. Um, and everybody who did know it, which is just a handful of us are not a part of that community anymore. So I told a member that, um, they are still actively in that community. They asked me questions every now and then. I just decided I would let them know that, Hey, I'm just going to pass down this inherited piece of information so that you're well aware that this person in y'all's community, their husband is NSA. So, you know, and Luckily enough, too, this person is pretty open. They haven't um, acted out so cultishly towards <laughs> me of of exposing their their leader, uh, very loosely used in that community, because um, I kind of exposed that area as well. So it's like, okay, not only is this person's husband NSA, but that person, the group that they are in, they know as well that NSA is in their group. And, you know, of course the DOE was also in that group and that is eventually what caused the issue and, and a lot of falling out and discontent within that group. Yeah, when I first started to talk to you about this, it was actually, it was really shocking at the time thinking that people at such a small low level that I'd consider myself to be at a comparable kind of space with that that was getting influenced at the base level, like you said, but at, at the same time, it makes perfect sense because you need those foundations before you can start to build up. We know the Joe Rogans of the world are co-opted, like you said, because of their sponsors by their guests, who they choose to have on, not have on, the topics they do and don't talk about. But you never actually expected of the small little mum and pop style podcasts or or content creators out there. So it's been a big flip for me in my thinking that 
shit, there's actually people out there who are either a willing willingly going along for it for financial gain or to push their name out there and become bigger or they're unwittingly being manipulated. And I think that's probably a little bit more scary that they're being unwittingly manipulated. Yeah, that they don't know exactly what it is that they've sold themselves into doing. Because I don't know that they've ever even asked, what if I decide I don't want to do this no more? I mean, are they going to be forced to keep doing it? Or are they going to be just, you know, going back to where they can't maybe even find a job after this because that type of retaliation? Or maybe they weren't even after that person who's, who is the podcast who's doing the podcast, but they were after their audience altogether. They were just after their audience because their audience, you know, was on to just, something, you know, a, like, a scary truth, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, we all research different subjects and, you know, even when we get together, we all have our, our little groups that we get into and those little groups themselves, I mean, you can have some really good research going on and you can dig and dig and dig and find stuff that is out there, but they don't put it out there for everybody to just find. But if you're really good at, at searching and you're really good at keywords and you have that determination, you're going to find it. So that that would be an element to where they want to get into is that, you know, these smaller people are not in it for the money. So to speak, these people are employed. They have, you know, so they're getting money. So why are they researching stuff? It's because they're pissed off and they're tired. And when people are pissed off and they're tired, you're going to find what it is you're looking for because you're not going to stop. Yeah. You put that fire lit under you where you're going to, your determination's there and you're going to find what you need to find because it's a necessity of what's going on. Now, right. I'm not I'm not going to push you to name names because the last thing I'd want is for these Antifa-esque style cultists to come after you any more than they have in the past. But are you comfortable with speaking about your experiences a little, little further? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can definitely do that. Awesome. Um, Let's go. So when I say I was part of a community... Um, I was involved personally with that podcaster. Um, so I was in the community, but it was more or less from that angle as being involved with them in a relationship personally. So a romantic relationship? Yes. Yep. And so through that, um... You know, I came into it not really, I came into it with, you know, the whole relationship in in mind and I liked the topics and, you know, we could talk about all kinds of stuff and the community itself that they were, um, that they had, there, there was like a couple members that I did like, and I'm, you know, I'm friends with them. We are in this together. Um, but I had jumped out of, like, they have a Telegram, they have a Patreon. Uh, they do, like, God, sometimes it's, like, twice a week Zoom calls. And I'm, I think that they still do this. I jumped out of that part of the community because I just, I started to see this hypocrisy of 
he would uh, he would like allow people to assume what it was that he thought because by letting them assume what he thought or what his feelings were that kept them in the loop or that kept them paying each month that kept them showing up because I would speak to him and be like, okay, his feelings towards that subject isn't exactly that, but he would kind of reinforce their belief when it would be on telegram or when we'd be on zoom calls. And I just would be like, why, why would you do that? If that's, you know, because that's honestly what they're there for. They just would want to know what his thoughts were and he wouldn't give it to him. He would kind of talk around it. He would give some long answer that didn't answer shit, but it seemed like they didn't either. They just were like being too polite or they didn't realize he didn't answer their question, but he just would like let their assumptions run, run the, sh- the tone. Maybe, maybe it's a case of they, they didn't want to look stupid by questioning the person they hold in such high esteem or to ask the question again, because we've all been in those situations where we meet someone we look up to, or we're having conversations and you don't want to look stupid by asking that a clarifying question. So I can understand where maybe that's where they're coming from, but it's that's a very, very um, well-documented psychological technique where you let people answer their own questions and you actually don't have to divulge any information. You see it a lot in cults. You see it a lot in narcissistic personalities. Uh-huh. Quick question before we go any further, though. Were you in a, a romantic relationship with this podcasting personality before you joined the community or was it after? Um, this is, uh, yeah, this is how this happened. Uh, cause I never heard of them. I didn't watch them. So it wasn't anything like that. Uh, they were actually way smaller when I met them. Um, I was listening to macroaggressions. Um, cause sometimes when I go run, I will pick something to listen to and that's a Charlie the- fantastic podcast. <laughs> yeah. This was like three, three years ago. I think it was in 2020. Yeah, it was. Oh my God. So three years ago, you know, um, he was on with Charlie and he was talking and it was just a particular subject he had brought up and it had, it had to do with, um, I think it, it did have to do with something with vaccines, but also, uh, magnetics and such. And, you know, I, like, I'm not exactly in, I'm not in physical health. I'm in mental health. Uh, but the particular department that I deal with, we do whole person integrated care, which is top to bottom, inside and out. So I was listening to him talk about that. Um, and it just popped in my head that the previous episode that Charlie had, he wanted people to, tell um name some of the the podcasts that you listen to that you you know like your top three or whatever and I, it, you know i was like oh well i'll just go ahead and you know go on twitter and put the ones that i had listened to because you know along with everybody else i was like i'll go ahead and put whichever i listen to and then i mentioned that the person i ended up involved with i had mentioned that i had 
followed them on Twitter. So the moment that I had said I followed them on Twitter, they replied back, check your DMs. So <laughs> I was like, okay. So I checked my DM and of course, you know, he was there and he was like, Hey, I'm so glad this, that, and the other. Um, what did you find interesting? And I was like, actually, you know, and I started explaining to him, like, when you brought up this, that, and the other, you know, have you ever thought about it maybe being this way and this, that? So when he replied back, he was like, could you like come on the show and talk to me about that? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. So it was more like that approach. But I wanted to see exactly what it was that he did with his community because I'd never even watched his show. Like I, I was never even recommended his show on YouTube, nothing. So one night I, I jumped on to the zoom call um, and I replied back to him on the D, DM on Twitter. I was like, Hey, I just got on your zoom call. And he was like, Oh, are you Brandy? And I was like, yes. And um, he started talking to me back and forth and he was like, well, here's my number. Um, yeah, here's my number so we can set up a time for you to come in or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, here's my number. And the moment that it went through, he texted me. <laughs> so it was like, boom, right there and there. And he was like, hey. How are you? And I was like, <laughs> the guy liked what he saw then. <laughs> yeah. And that's what he said. He was like, you see that smile? And I was like, yeah. And he said, it's because of you. And I was like, okay, this is <laughs> different. So, I, you know, I was like, okay. So it began that way. So I would come on, you know, listen to, you know, talk back and forth with the Zooms and stuff. Um, uh, I would watch the shows every now and then, but I, you know, like, I, there are, I'm pretty faithful to to the some people that I watch because I like long form and it's always like when I'm running. So a two hour podcast on a subject I want to listen. Oh, hello. I think we lost you there, Brandy. Might be frozen. Technical difficulties, everyone. We'll just wait or, for Brent. You know, having a call here here and there. And then the Zoom calls. Oh, sorry. You just cut it, out, Brandy. We lost you for a oh, moment. It, <laughs> it was more or less, you know, like the talking back and forth and then the Zoom calls where I would interact with him. And then, of course, you know, a couple other members of the group, which at the time of those Zoom calls, there was like maybe 10, 12 at best. Um, and, you know, like as far as travel and stuff went, he lived in Canada I'm in the U.S., so that travel ban was in place where they could not, you know, they we could not come see each other. So that was that was a good bit of our relationship is this long distance situation. Um, it wasn't until last year, yeah, it was 2020. Last year, it wasn't until last year where he was able to come over here. And we were able to to meet face to face or in person. So you've had this long distance relationship for a while with this person for a while now at that point, and you meet face to face for the longest time because of border restrictions, lockdowns, all that type of stuff. 
Was it around this time your thinking about this person started to change after you met them in person or was there little things that were kind of happening along the way? Uh, There was little things happening along the way. There were flags being thrown on the play. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I'm a curious creature and I... When I want to ask questions, you know, text usually doesn't work that well. I want to see the body language. I want to see the face, all of it. So before they even arrived, there was a situation that happened to where he just fell off the map for like two days. He didn't say nothing to me. It was completely out of character. So I was like, what's going on? What's happening? Um, You're neither here nor there. I mean, he wasn't showing up even, you know, for Telegram or anything like that. So it was like a legit, he was like MIA for two days. So when he comes back, he tells me that this one episode that he did had caught some attention of some people and they are wanting to fly him out to do some things. And it'll be a bunch of stuff that he probably can't talk to me about. And it might take up a lot of his time. So he really don't know how much he's going to be able to maintain the show. And he wasn't really sure that even I would still be in the picture. But he really wouldn't go into what it was. And... It wasn't like the guy from the DOE had just popped up at that moment. The guy from the DOE had been in the Zoom calls for a while. Um, And one of the last Zoom calls I was even on, he had direct messaged me on that Zoom call and was like, hey, I think you're really smart here. You've brought up some really good points next time you're in Tennessee, hit me up. And I was like, is he, is he hitting on me? Is he being serious? (laughs) You know? So now I take it. This is department of energy. Yes. And you want to look at an agency that goes under the radar that has more control than like some of the CIA and FBI department of energy is the one. But, um, I knew that he was, really close with the guy I was in a relationship with. So I, you know, I told him right then and there, I was like, Hey, he just sent me this weird DM. Is he trying to hit on me? What's he, what's going on? Okay. So he replies back. Yeah. He's just trying to hit on you. But now looking back, I think that what he did was blocked that, that communication. I think that the guy from DOE wanted something else. It didn't have anything to do with with hitting on me. Um, so after that two day weekend, uh, he finally started like coming out, and he was making claims that he had discovered some pretty secret stuff, and he was being harassed by Mossad. And that there were different types of agencies coming to his house because he had, what did he say? He had, he had sent out a scalar wave. (laughs) And I was like, wait a minute, you can't even add. What are you talking about? (laughs) You know, 
this it, 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 it makes no sense whatsoever because even half of now this is where i have to interject as well i'm sorry to cut this story off that you mentioned he can't add i've seen this person's mathematical equations and science air quotes being shared around and from a teacher's perspective it literally looks like someone's went onto google or has been given a list of equations and he's randomly written them on a page to look like he's doing maths this uh, and i hate to go astray on this subject but this is where it comes in with the assumption these people assume that that is his that is not he he copies papers word for that's word. my thought Look at a scientific and, paper and copy it down. Yes. And it doesn't matter if it is 25 pages. He will do it word for word. I'm like, that is retarded. Why are you doing that? <laughs> Even though I do with certain understanding, know that you retain information better that way. Because that's how I would retain it. But not 25 pages and not word for word. I'm going to summarize it. So I was like, that's plagiarism. You're taking a picture of it. You're putting it on Twitter, on Telegram. People are going to assume it's yours and it isn't. So I started posting the links to the papers on his Twitter because I was like, you're an ass. Now, what, how did he take that? Work. How did he feel about that? Sometimes, sometimes he would delete it, but then act like he didn't delete it. So I would just repost it. <laughs> Good girl. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're not, we're not doing this. I'm not, I'm not playing this game with you. Um. So yeah, that was the that was the thing right there. It's like, okay, what what's going on now that you are going down this avenue? And he's like, Oh, I just keep getting downloads and all these downloads. And I was like, Okay, you're having brainstorms. He's like, No, I just see it. I see all this stuff. And I was like, All right, this is interesting. Okay, well just tell me what it is then. What are you what's going on? What do you see? You know, just go ahead. Just you know. I can handle it. I've heard all kinds of craziness. Let me have it. And he was just saying that he would see like these equations in his head and he could finally figure them out and all this other stuff. And I was like, okay. I mean, I took physics and I don't know how fast you can just pick that up considering, you know, you barely got through high school math. So, you know, and even figuring out, angles and and degrees like two weeks ago was an issue with you so you can't just that doesn't just happen that way so what you know what's really going on and he would be like oh I can't really say and you know they got me traveling to here there and some other places and I was like who is they and he's like I can't really say and I was like well how are you traveling to the U.S. if you're supposedly unvaccinated and he was like, oh, this because they they are flying me in private because it was our government, the U.S. government, the U.S. agencies were sending him to different so-called labs throughout the U.S. to meet certain people and for them to be able to meet him to find out what it was that he figured out. And what he ended up telling me was that he figured out free energy and anti-gravity. Okay. And this is where, this is where it really worries me because there's so many people out in the podcasting community that I'm friends with, that I'm mates with, that I've been on their shows 
that have really grabbed onto this personality's charisma, what he's saying he's done, and they're b- believing it whole hock. They're not questioning it. They're just running along with the little presentations that he does. And they're not well, asking I- him the hard questions either. No. I mean, look, we can all play with magnets. We did that in school, and that's all I've ever seen. He was here. He bought magnets. I already have copper, all this other stuff. And they sat up there, and they're still sitting up there collecting dust the entire time. I have never once seen him prove a damn thing, anything, never. And I have everything that he could have. And his excuse was, well, it might cause, you know, a ripple. It might cause them to come out. I live in the country, down a dirt road. There's only one way in and one way out. We will see them, whoever they are, coming a mile away. I'm in the U.S. I'm not Canadian. I can stand my ground. I can stand out there with a shotgun and ask them what the fuck. (laughs) It's my right. So I'm not afraid of that. Let's go. He never once proved shit. As far as I'm concerned, I don't think he's actually proven it within his own community or to anyone on anyone else's show. No, absolutely not. He talks, and that's all he does. And if you ask him a direct question, if you will listen to his answer, you will find out he never answered a damn thing. Nothing. Period. And when I seen that he ended up getting Lou on, that's when my ears went up and was like, there's some shiesty shit going on because he knew that Lou was a piece of shit. He knew that Lou was a liar. So there was, I was like, okay, there might be an issue here. We might have some ethical issues. So come that summer before he ended up coming here, there was a person he was doing, um, like when he first started, he had a sidekick that he was doing his show with. That person disappeared. Yes, that's what I was going to ask you about. So his was, because I know you want to know, why left his excuse was that this person had a drug problem and it was being noticed it was just too noticeable and he wasn't reliable so he let him go figure his life out and i was like okay you know that's fine so in comes a second person he ended up being roommates with that second sidekick. And this is how I found out what was going on. The roommate who who offered for him to come up there and stay, he told me that they had all, there was three of them, had gone into an agreement or like a little work group with the guy from the DOE. And I said, oh, now I can see where the information is coming from. He's being fed the information from him. And he was like, well, some of it. And he was like, it's just breadcrumbs. And I was like, "Mm, is it breadcrumbs? Because it seems like it's the loaf. But then it went further. And I said, okay, well, he can give him the breadcrumbs all day. And he can give him the information all day. And he can tell him 
put X with Y and you will get Z. But how is it that he can now figure out certain equations or know what certain elements are when before he pretty much had zero understanding? He told me that it was a type of do, a directed energy weapon <laughs> that gave him that ability to be able to do the the physics aspect. Now, this and is... I had to Yeah, go ahead. You're Sorry. Gonna ask... Sorry, this is <laughs> it's what a life you've lived, my God. This would be a fantastic movie if it wasn't if it <laughs> It's just so true, though. It's scary. Now, I've got to, I've got to come in and say that I initially started listening to this person um, during COVID. There was nothing else to do in Australia, so I jumped down the YouTube train. And I was initially hooked on his early, early stuff because he was talking about a lot of um, going on the dark web and downloading information that was not available to the average person. So I listened to it from time to time. Like you said initially, he had a very low listenership and that was noticeable in the amount of views each video had. Got off that train, went into my own thing and and then came back to him quite a while later, which is probably midway between where he is now. And I noticed he had that sidekick, that young kid. That young kid, to, in my opinion, did not look like he had any form of drug issue or drug dependency. Seemed like a person who started off as a listener, was on the hype train and joined in. And yes. then I, I left that again, didn't go back to this particular podcast for a while. And then only caught back onto it recently when my own podcasting friends and mates started to have this guy on. And I heard the stuff that this guy was claiming he's done. And our first question I asked was, where's the kid? What happened to that guy? He was on that show all the time. Where is he? And no one could answer that for me. There seems to be a, like a monumental growth that doesn't seem natural for a progression of a small podcast. Correct. <laughs> right. So right. do we know what's happened to this, to this kid? Is he just gone off the radar, disappeared or? Uh, well, it depends on which one. Is it the first one? The first one. I think it's the first one. The very first one. I might narrow um, it down for you. When he would host the show because this certain person yes, who was off yes, the show he, for mental health reasons was correct. a kid that would record in his bedroom and he had a Star Wars poster in the background. Right. Okay. And I will tell you what even I was told about that mental health breakdown. Oh, my God. Okay. So that that guy, um, I am going to say... What happened with him was pretty much what happened with the other people. He probably started asking that the guy I was involved with, he probably started asking him legitimate questions. And when he started asking legitimate questions, he got pushed back. He probably got threatened a lot. And because he got threatened a lot, and because he was under the impression that the person I was involved with had some type of power that could harm him in any way, because, you know, he did try to always put it out there that his family was mafia, that he was raised to do this stuff here. 
he's a pussy. But anyway. Because he's Canadian, he come on. Exactly, right? Ugh. I think that he took all his energy to stalk and harass and threaten him so much that he just was like, I'm out, not going to mess with this anymore. Scared the shit out of the poor kid, in other words. Well, he, he just didn't want nothing to do with it. But he he hasn't said anything to anybody outside of it. And I'd really love to talk to him because he's not that far away from me. But, you know, it it was hard enough to try to find someone outside of the couple people that got that the view that I did to just to be able to trust somebody to tell what 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 I was experiencing, the stuff that I was going through. It was like who who can I really tell that has an objective but sound mind to give me an accurate reflection and opinion on what's going on. Because you know, like the second guy is the one that told me that, you know, the do thing happened. And I was like, this why? Okay. I mean, because that does kind of, you know, it does make sense. That would be a great way to give somebody some type of information and abilities and not have paperwork. So you couldn't go back and say, this is what happened. But even for that to happen, though, you would have had to know it was coming. And I never, oh God, I always, I want more details into that. Um, so he told me, you know, that happened. And after that happened, he they would meet and they would discuss what it was that they would start leading the direction of the podcast into. They were going to steer it away from the whole, um, I guess, just, just the randomness of it because it, they would bounce over all kinds of different subjects. But for their subjects, for their his particular show and especially for the group would be to get away from the whole i guess the the cliche alien parts of it because he still he still interjects that he still injects that stupid alien element into it but more into what he would keep saying the science of it and it's so, like, well, if you can explain the science of this, I'd love for you to explain the science of your bullshit because that would be <laughs> awesome. So he pivoted away from the stereotypical um, alien community or UFO community where they talk about everything under the sun and postulate different theories and went kind of the whole free, clean energy route, didn't he? Oh, he went straight to, yeah, I know free energy. I'm like Tesla. Um I'm doing something for the greater good and it will help save us all. And this, yeah. this, and this is the part that shocks me that this personality, this podcaster has a Patreon and one of his Patreon tiers is $5,000 a month US. Correct. With the breakdown and- of it being sharing his understanding of free energy, solving your health problems. And this is the one that pisses me off to no end because he's literally a snake oil salesman. He's giving people out there who are potentially going through cancer, chemotherapy, all sorts of health ailments, and they're possibly thinking that this person can save them and save their health and save their life. No, he's probably pushing them off on damn winter. 
<laughs> but you know, Dan's in France, so he escaped. He tied it out, you know, because he was involved with, you know, the Gaia situation too. Yes. And I I ended up getting into all that when I started just getting into the person I was involved with. So after I was told all this stuff, I then had to go to the couple of people who were still in the group there who were, you know, really good friends with me. And we're talking not even five people. Because I was like, this is bullshit. The whole show is bullshit. They need to know what what's going on. You know, because they are paying for the, this membership. And they're listening to him and forming opinions and such. Even though some of it, they, they do start, you know, they were, these select people, they were questioning, you know, kind of some things. And up until that point, they really didn't know I was involved with him. So I had to step in and kind of let that, <laughs> let, let that curtain open. Because here I am in the community, their little community with them. And they're talking to me and airing their grievances and stuff. And I totally understood them. <laughs> you know, I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I'm right there with you. I know. Because I can say directly to him what you said was bullshit. This wasn't right. Why are you telling these people this when you tell me that? You know, I had that that direct line. So I had to first tell them, hey, I'm involved with him. Now, that mustn't have gone down well with the fundamentalists because I can picture if it's going along the lines of cultish behavior and this certain person might be the prophet, to have someone that's in a romantic relationship with the prophet, that can make people very jealous. And I I think the route that you kind of alluded to was that when you started to speak out, you were quickly branded as, air quotes, the crazy girlfriend. Is that correct? Or oh, the angry girlfriend out- or the scorn girlfriend, something like that. I just accepted that that was going to be his defense against anything I said. So I was just like, look, I know that that's what I'm going to end up being labeled as. With them, the smaller group, I wasn't. They were very accepting and they wanted to know. So they started asking me further questions that he wouldn't answer for them. Now, the rest of that group, I did not come in contact with them at all because if you go on that telegram and you say something bad about him, all hell breaks loose and they act just like they would kill. Yes, they are so stupid. They are so dumb. They're a bunch of groupies, and I know he always hated, why do you call them groupies? Because they never questioned you. <laughs> That's why they're called groupies, because they're just group thought. They're just a big blob following you. And you, and he was, he is a narcissist, eats it up because that's what fuels him. He feeds off of them not asking, but always accepting. Well, it'd be feeding his ego and his God complex, wouldn't it? Especially if you're someone who's saying that you have the answer to all of humanity's energy problems, the energy crisis. Correct. So after I told them that, I was like, hey, this is, this is how he's getting this information. 
And this is what was told to me. So they immediately was like, does anybody else know this? Like, no. Is he going to tell them? No. He has no intention of telling them this. Even though when I asked him, he said, I always tell them to verify the information on their own. I always tell them that I get the information from sources. And I was like, that's not the same thing as you telling them that you were told. Exactly. And I was like, what happens if it all just comes out? And he was like, it says it plainly on my YouTube that it's entertainment. Oh, fuck this guy. Oh, my God. Yes. So at (sighs) that point, I was like, this fucking piece of shit. And I was like, look, God, I'm going to straddle both worlds here. I'm going to continue my relationship with him. And on that opposite back end, I'm going to get this information out of him. Because I can't take this shit. I need to know. I want to know what happened. How did you get the information? How did it really go down? Now, have you, got, have you got enough of that information now to not have to straddle both worlds? Are you out of that world at the moment? I'm out of his world, period. Our last conversation was me telling him to go fuck himself. Um, <laughs> so, Brandy, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Now, this isn't going to be, I don't think this is going to be hard for listeners to identify who this personality is. He's Canadian. He had a low level UFO alien podcast in the early days of COVID. It has suddenly exploded out of nowhere. He had a co host who's disappeared, who had a replacement too, uh, and now is all about the free energy train and supposedly. NDA'd himself, so that's how he's safe from the government and the powers that be, at the same time working with them with his own project program. It's not going to be hard for listeners to dissect who this person is. So what happened to the second co-host was I started asking him directly questions like, hey, the DOE guy, he told you all this stuff and he was like, yeah, we're going to come out with this together. You're going to, you're going to see us bring out a lot of suppressed information, babe. You're going to love it. I'm going to be, you know, talking with somebody with 60 minutes. And in my head, I wasn't thinking he was referring to Ross. I thought he meant some legit shit. That's what I thought. And I was like, okay, So you got fed the information. They're making you the front person. So you're going to get all this, what, fame, notoriety, money for it. He's the dancing monkey of the the powers that be to push an agenda. And he's just got a a narcissistic trait where he's loving the people watching him dance. That's what I'm saying here. Yeah, Mr. Bojangles here. Or <laughs> uh, Austin Powers, because that's how I think he tries to frame himself. Um, so I started asking the questions. And when I started asking the questions, that's when he started. Um, he, I, he started getting nervous because he was going to have to come up with all these explanations. And he can come up with all kinds of explanations quick just it doesn't even phase him he'll just say some shit and you know 
be done with it. Don't even bat an eye. But because it was getting too close to home, he decided to have a one-on-one with the DOE guy, and they let the other two who were participating with them go. One of them was a member of the community, of the that community. The other was his second co-host. So the second co-host had been left with a computer because when the guy was involved with, when he gets up and leaves, he leaves everything behind, everything. He doesn't care. He left everything, clothes, personal items, all of it. So that's exactly kind of what he did there. Not only did he leave that, but he also left without paying his last month's rent, which oh, put well, that person in jeopardy. What a, what a great, <laughs> what a great person. What a roommate. And it even goes further. So because he had left him with that computer, he started harassing him about the computer. And I think it went even further than that. I think he also threatened him a whole bunch. And I was only seeing certain little clips here and there of what he was saying to him. And he even went to talk to that guy's girlfriend. He even was harassing her. And he said it was because she reached out to him. But whichever, it doesn't really matter. You should never, that's crossing the line. You don't need to go there. But that's exactly how he went. And he was like, I will sue you. That's a $10,000 computer, blah, 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 blah. That guy had to move in with his girlfriend. And now you don't see him anywhere because he deleted every account and said that he was harassed to the point where he had to almost go into hiding because of it. And from some of the conversations I've heard outside of talking directly about that second co-host, she has said that it's easy to make people kill themselves. It's easy to make people harm themselves. All you got to do is like gang stalk them. That's all you got to do. And it will drive them insane. It will make them look stupid. It'll just fuck up their lives. All that. So now, I was I, like, you definitely come across as a strong woman who's very level-headed and, and knows what's going on. But I have real concerns about, about you. Are you at all worried or concerned about repercussions of talking about this stuff? N- no, because I will find him. Get him, girl. No. Get him. <laughs> I I have told him that I'm not afraid of you and I'm not going to be afraid of you. There is no reason for me to be afraid of you because if it was just me one-on-one and him in front of me, he knows good and well he would cower down. He could act big and bad all day. I don't care. It's not happening. Not in my life. No. Um. So he, he did all that. On top of that, there was also this girl that would pop up every now and then and she is a total aliens or having conferences in my living room person (laughs) so she starts asking questions about where is this that he's filming at where is this that his show is at where is that blah 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 blah. and it's like that's my house you know she's like oh that's so funny and starts sending me all the screenshots she 
in which I had told her previously because she had asked if me and him were in a relationship together. And I told her yes. But for some reason, I don't think she believed me. So apparently they were having, she lives in Denmark. So he's never seen her face to face, whatever. Apparently when, of course, as a narcissistic person goes, when I wasn't there to, you know, feed his need or especially indulging in his alien stories, she was. He needed someone else to strike the ego. Right. So they were having, this is where I I figured out that there's just something really fucking wrong with him. (laughs) I was reading all these conversations and the way he spoke to her is totally different. It's a different personality. The same undertone. You can tell it's him, but a different, he came off to have a different understanding of things with her because she was totally, I can predict the future. I can see how things are going. I sent the aliens to him person. He fed into that. But on the other end of it, when I questioned him, even down to, hey, there's a dick pic and you can't tell me she makes up years of conversations with not only you, but your dad too, asshole. You can't tell me she created some Google account and did all that. Because honestly, you telling me that that's what you think she did, or that's the lie you're telling me, just lets me know that's what you do. That's how you harass people. That's how you are stalking people, is you are creating Google account numbers and coming in and harassing people that way. But, I mean, me and her had the same pictures on the same days, but the only difference was she believed his ass and I didn't. (laughs) And I sent the stuff back. And I was like, this is what he says about you. He says, you're insane. You're totally crazy. You stalk everybody that's in the group. You've been in however many relationships with all these other people. This is what he says. And she was like, oh, my God, I asked him about you one time. He said that you were emotionally unstable and he stopped talking to you. And I was like, (laughs) very funny. He's here if you want to talk to him. So she got to a point where she was understandably very hurt. And she came out and was like, I feel like he, he just totally raped me. That's how painful it is well, this and is I, this is the picture you're forming of this guy that i thought it was just all about like the ego driven stuff about becoming prominent and and then it was a bit of the financial gain but if he's actively trying to get people to kill themselves by being a complete piece of shit that he is and manipulating people emotionally to the point where they actually develop feelings for him and he uses them as playthings. This is yes. not a good member of society by any means. No, no, there is some undiagnosed situations happening um, to the point where even the second co-host didn't know that he was bipolar. And I was like, yes, I don't know how he would have hidden that from you. He's got a big old jug of pills <laughs> and that's what it's for. But apparently he was able to hide that from them. Um, so, you know, I got this angle from her and, you know, normally I would have shut that down and been like, you know, 
if I was younger, I'd have been that hateful girl, like, oh, you're just jealous, blah, blah, blah. But I wasn't. I was like, no, this is really serious. You can talk to me whenever you want. I would not hide anything from you. I'm just, I'm totally on your side. And I want to let you know that he is a very nasty person. And she was like, well, how are you dealing with this? Like, I don't know. I just am because I need to get this out. Like, I need to understand the dynamics of him because I can't just come out and say, this is what I think of him because it's going to be all too easy for him to be like, she is a jealous ex-girlfriend and she just wants to smear my reputation. No, I have seen and heard all of this. It happened in my house. It goes way beyond just me and you breaking up. And now you're going to call me a jealous person. No, it has nothing <laughs> to do with that. You are an awful person, man. So when he got here, stuff just started pouring out of him. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> the first thing he told me was that he wasn't even from this world. He walked through a portal three years ago. And it was at that point that my government ended up getting involved with him because they had to track him. You know, he said he was from the, the anti-Earth. He's trying to set himself up as like the valiant Thor story now. Oh my God. Every, every story of every scenario, it's like he's, he's an autistic kid that absorbed it all and created his own world and this is where he is living at this point is his own created world from stories that he has been able to memorize all over jesus can we do like a mental health well-being check on him and have people in a padded van come up and (laughs) knock on his door or what they need to and that's what i tried to i tried to also just come to him as a human as well and be like hey did you ever think that if you make the wrong step that they're going to come back at you and they're going to frame you like you're fucking crazy because you sound fucking crazy (laughs) and it's all easy to put you away. Did you ever think that? And he was like, no, I'm too smart. I'm ahead of the game. I was like, oh, God, I wish that were true. You aren't that smart because people are seeing it. I know. That's what I was like. Oh, you're just, you're not. He's not. You're not that, you're not that smart. He's not that smart, but he has that cult of personality around him that I just don't understand still. I just don't get it. Because they don't meet him in person and see. You have to, you have to be around him and see that there's just something that's not there. So I get through that to where he is, you know, from a different world, whatever. Okay. (laughs) And I was just like, of course, of course, I'd have, you know, just relationships are fucked and you have just picked another prize, didn't you? Just, just another damn prize, boy. I was like, okay, let's just keep going. What else? So one night he takes our phones and puts them in the other room and he comes back and he was like, I've killed nine people. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he was like, well, not directly. It's just they were bad people. And, you know, I just made the decision that that's what needed to be done. But, you know, there was like, you know, the kind of black hat. They were bad, you know, pedo people. And he said that that's why he had um, been 
shaving his beard off and stuff for a while because he was trying to look as young as possible to trap some he was being put out there as a honeypot for some of these pedos and i was like uh, pretty fucking old honeypot <laughs> he doesn't look yeah. that young <laughs> he's 25 uh. he is he's young but he's not that young but yeah he was younger than i thought he was so i had to go through that then he tells me that the mental health breakdown he had was that, um, and he had told somebody else this too, and we were like, huh? He said that he had a brain to no, that he had brain cancer. And he would he told me that he was just divinely cured. It just it just went away. But he never wanted to get into it because it gave him PTSD. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not listening to that story because that's bullshit. That you you know he was like well i mean you don't believe half the stuff i tell you anyway so what's it going to matter and i was like oh here we go playing victim yay <laughs> like dude you can throw all your little pity parties at me and i'm gonna come to bat with him because i'm not stupid you might think i'm i'm not stupid you idiot no That's you've been calling not- his ass out on all his bullshit all along by the sounds of it that the rest of the world hasn't known is this the first exactly. time you've openly spoken on a platform about this yes yeah wow um so he he then you know after after that um he then started telling me about how i i'd asked how the information got to him like seriously how did it get to you because i can understand if you were just given the material you can be given the material all day and yeah i can follow instructions and build stuff too and i mean as far as this stuff that he's trying to put out there i mean i can play with magnets duh it's not that's not too damn scientific right kids do it all the time but I was like, you're going on APEC. He supposedly was talking directly with Hal Pudoff. Um, he was supposedly always talking to, like, Sean Cahill, which we know is, you know, a total ass puppet um, for Lou. He supposedly talks to Lou, but, you know, he says that him and Ross are going to bring Lou down supposedly i think that was based on a funding deal that did not happen um he was filing patents for a woman who's she was widowed because her husband died he was trying to bring out some information there was like some suspect stuff that happened during his death so he's supposedly getting paid to file patents for her he had filed two patents of his own and he was also in talks with a bunch of other people to help them develop their equipment and technology. And supposedly that is why he started the salt thing so that he could put them under NDA. And I was like, that's a good way for them not to be able to call your bullshit out. Yes. Okay. Now you've mentioned salt it's all out on the table, the details surrounding this guy. Are we going to drop this guy's name? No, we'll just leave it salt. Cool. They can figure out how to spell it or not spell it. Yeah, they can put it all together. It's not going to be hard, people. Just 
You should know. If you listen to other podcast personalities, you would have heard this person. You'll know the details. Put put it all together yourself. And my God, it's going to be an eye opener for you. So he he's supposedly got all that going on. And so he tells me only after I seen that he was on Michael Salah. And I don't watch Michael Salah because he's an ass clown too. But I seen the description and I was like, what the hell is this blue alien bullshit? And he was like, what? I said, you know what? You told him you you told him you were abducted by a fucking blue alien and that's how you got the information? Why would you say that? It's like, so, oh, never mind. I so know he, why you said it. Because you got half of his people now subscribing to you. So he, first of all, it was, he came across the information through a direct download. Then it was, he was an alien from another dimension who came here and the government got a hold of him. And now it's blue aliens giving him the information. Yes. People who tell the truth do not retell their story and change the details that drastically. Well, you know, his he always has an excuse for that that he can't he can't always tell the whole truth of the situation because it compromises the integrity of the mission. Oh, it's it's entertainment as well. That's his last cop out. It's entertainment, right? Entertainment, no shit, dude. It's a (laughs) value production value sucks. Um, so. He was like, well, it, it was a dream and, you know, it was like a Dr. Manhattan. It wasn't an alien, nothing like that. But I, I'm telling you, I just felt it, you know, and I just understood everything. And I was like, okay, first of all, we're going to put that story aside and go back to the fact that you told them Blue Alien and you told them Blue Alien on purpose because you knew that that's what the fuck they were into. You changed your story to fit their narrative to get them to subscribe to your Patreon. And you know it. You know that's what the hell you did. That is why you never tell anybody that half the stuff that they think are UFOs are really military craft. You never, ever, ever tell them that because you don't want them to to change their mind about you. You want them to keep fucking paying into you letting them make up their own minds. So essentially he's tailoring the product to the demographic that he's talking to. Every time, every person, every time. It is an NLP process. If anyone wants to look into it, it's an NLP process. But, so that's what he did to Salah's group. In comes conversations with Ross. And this (sighs) is why I was like, Ross has to be so damn gullible. Because he's telling Ross, I need you to sign an NDA. I'm at my girlfriend's house. Okay, Ross never once said, okay, she can hear everything. Does she have an NDA? Fuck no. A good reporter would ask that. No. (laughs) I don't have an NDA at all. (laughs) I can say what I want. So I'm listening to stuff he tells him, and I'm getting, like, so fumed. That I have to walk outside because I just want to go in there, swing the door open and say, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) And Ross, what the fuck is wrong with you? Do you believe any goddamn things? Do you have any fucking common sense? You don't even ask the right fucking questions. You just fucking let him talk and you're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, no. Oh, no. He tells him the same thing. 
not only does he tell him the whole blue alien thing, he was like, I can just see it in my mind. Um, oh, fucking hell, I, Ross. Jesus Christ. Right. I can just, I, I have seen in my mind, like, these aliens and talking and just like that one conversation I posted to CCP. And I'm <laughs> like, what? And he was like, yeah. So then he tells him, you know, that he he can do all this technology-wise, but he doesn't have a lab or the funds to build the machinery that he would like. So Ross gets him in contact with this guy who does have a lot of damn money. And they have a conversation or two. But what ends up happening, supposedly, is this is just via text, him texting me, that that guy's daughter had gotten both of her legs broke and he thinks it was because of stuff that they were discussing. And he was like, I don't know, I kind of feel bad, but I kind of feel good because that means that the information's getting out there and they're scared. I was like, what? What? So I did what normal people would do. I went over to that guy's Twitter and I was like, well, you know, around the same time that you're saying that his daughter, both of her legs got broke, he was posting tweets. Now, I ain't putting a past a parent that maybe they got so much money that, you know, they're kind of removed from normal society, like elites. But then again, as a parent, would you be tweeting if that happened to your kid? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure about that. No, your priorities would kind of be somewhere else, wouldn't they? I would think so. So, you know, it's just like, all right, chalk it up. It's another story he's got going on. And, you know, maybe that frees Ross a little bit. But then he ended up having, you know, a further conversation with him. And he is wanting, he's telling Ross, I can put you in contact with my guys. You know, this is the one that leads it all, blah, 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 blah. So it's like, okay, are you going to give him the DOE guys information? Are you going to let him talk to him directly? Um, are you telling him that you supposedly talked to Hal and you and Hal are buddy, buddy? Is that what it is? Oh, and I totally left this out. The portal situations. All right. So he told me, <laughs> he was like, you can meet your other self. I can, I can talk to them and they, we can go to the facility and we can have that happen. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's do that. And of course, you know, that never happened. What never. excuse was there that it could never happen? Oh, well, he said, well, well, the one, the one, he oh my god i forgot to tell you too okay so he also would say that every three months he would have to go in for a checkup because they needed to make sure he was still stabilized enough in this world <laughs> <laughs> so that time i was supposed to go to the portal to meet my other self was during one of those checkup times he had to restabilize himself apparently right then the second time, it was like, he said, oh, well, you said you didn't know whether or not you could go during that time. I was like, I told you I need to know when it was that you think the window of possibility is open because, you know, I like have a life and got shit going on and <laughs> I might reschedule some stuff. 
that's normal. What the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, of course, of course, of course, you know, it's fine, whatever. Um, so during all that, all that time, I just, he started getting like, he would get angry about stuff. And I have a daughter who's also, and I have to bring it in just because um, this proves the harassment and other, other sock puppet accounts. She did not like him. Um, she is the same age as him and she just, they just did not get along and she wasn't afraid to just tell him to his face that he was a narcissistic gaslighting asshole. Um, and he was down. He sends me a picture while we're out shopping and it's of him crying, holding a bent spoon. And he was like, look what I did. And I was like, why would you fuck up my utensils for? <laughs> oh, you know, went and did. What the fuck is wrong with you? So, so clearly he's trying to tell you he bent the spoon with his mind. Is that what yeah. he's trying to say? Oh. Yeah. So that is when my daughter got involved. She was like, look, dude, you're way too fucking weird. What the hell is wrong with you? You're fucking mental. If you do anything like that to my shit, it's on. So he gets all upset about that. He was like, I can't believe your daughter would say that to me. And I was like, I can't believe that you would fucking do that. Yeah, crying, <laughs> saying that you can. He was like, well, I can. And I was like, well, here's another spoon. Do it. He was like, you have to be involved in the process. And he was like, all I did was think about you and just intensify those feelings, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God. This must work for the alien shit because this shit does not work for me, dude. First of all, I'm pissed off that you fucking went in there and bit some stuff that is not yours to begin with. But for you to then, not only did he send that picture to me, he sent it to other people too. And I was like, serious? That's totally <laughs> evidence. A pre-bent spoon. Right. Now, I, I know you said you were trying to keep yourself like you put in both worlds to get as much information out of him, but you must have a strong fortitude to have to put up with all of that shit for so long, as long as you did. Oh kudos, my God. kudos to you. My God. I would have had him out on his ass in, in no time. I know. And that was the hardest thing is because so many times, oh my God, I just was like, I got to take a walk. I just got to take a walk. <laughs> like I've got... There's a mission. I have a mission. There's a mission. Remember your objective. But yeah, it, it just, it came to a head, you know, in April of this year, it just came to a head was like, this is not going to happen. Um, and it, it started going downhill with, he came back and my daughter confronted him about how he had gotten on to her she she has her own business and it's kind of successful. She does her own. She sews her own plush dolls. He had been making stock puppet accounts and either texting her stuff, saying that he could destroy her and do all this other stuff. And then he would also go onto her Instagram and say stuff. And so she got pissed off, went on his Instagram and just laid it all the hell out just totally just put his shit out there 
So he got upset about that. And again, told her, I destroy people like you. And that's why I was like, hey, dude, that's my daughter. First of all, you ain't destroying shit. Mama bear's going to bust out. I told him that. I said, if it becomes a problem between you and her, you are the last damn thing I give a shit about. It's going to be her. And I don't care if she's wrong. You ever say or even try to act on anything like that, you better call your parents and tell them it's going to be a very fucking long time before you're able to walk to see them again. Cause I will take you out. You do not ever say nothing like that to anybody's kids. That is my child. I don't care if you think she's an adult, that is my baby. And I will defend her to the very last, very last breath. So we got to get that clear. So that happened couple it, it was like a week or two later um there was like her friends were over they had little kids they were in the house he had been talking about how he gary nolan said that he wanted to fly him out to talk to him and show him his labs but gary couldn't do it on whatever weekend because gary had caught norovirus and i was like oh okay <laughs> so two days go by and, you know, we're in the South, so seasonal allergies is a thing. He didn't go outside. And let me tell you, this boy does not, he was in my bed the entire time. He, like, never, if it wasn't eating, copying papers, taking a shit, a shower, Maybe he would go out for a walk. He didn't do shit. He didn't do shit. So taking a shit was the most productive thing he did while he was there then. And it was like fucking four times a day for two hours at every time. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) I guess it was because he ate so damn much. He ate so much. I was disgusted with food. Just disgusted with food. I just couldn't. But his excuse was, well, it's because I'm not from here, remember? (laughs) <laughs> yeah so whatever um so he starts saying that he doesn't feel well blah 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 so i'm like oh my god here we go with this whiny baby ass bitch stuff again so now he's not getting out of my bed ever because he's sick which means he's not even going to fucking attempt to get out of that bed to do anything however he did decide that he was going to tell people in telegram that he was sick so somebody put in there, I just have to ask, do you find yourself getting sick anytime that you mention certain subjects? And this jackass on there says, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yes, I do. I was like, that, you fucking liar. You fucking liar. You know that we had just had this conversation. I'm out on the trail, pissed off, because here he is fucking playing victim again to get people to buy his fucking story telling them just what the fuck ever like he said he didn't feel good he thinks he has norovirus and i was like how the hell did you get norovirus or is it just you want whatever it was that gary had is that what you want <laughs> like, get the fuck off of google he felt like, left out he was a kid without the thing right i was like look there was two little kids over here the other day you're not used to being around people, period. You know, he stays in the basement of his dad's house. So 
look, they probably gave you some type of stomach bug, whatever. It's not going to affect us because we're around kids all the time. That's it. And he was like, yeah, it's probably that. Well, if it's probably that, why the fuck are you on Telegram telling them that you are getting targeted? That's bullshit. He's feeding both theirs and his own delusions at that point. Right. So then he gets all pissed off at me and he's like, well, how do you know I wasn't? I was like, how do you know? How do I know you wasn't? Because it makes perfect fucking sense for kids who actually had the snot and go to daycare that were around you. And then two days later, you end up getting sick. That makes perfect fucking sense. You talk about that bullshit you talk about all the fucking time. You would be sick all the fucking time, in which he is. But we'll go into that in a minute. So then he gets pissed and he was like, you always want to say that I'm misleading people when I tell them this, that, and the other, when he tells them to go research stuff themselves, when he tells them he's getting it from sources. I was like, no, you tell them what they want to hear in order for them to keep listening. That's all you do. So then he tells me, well, if you think I'm manipulating people, then how is it, how do you feel about me being in your house? Because I can tell you that if you knew what I knew, you would have me out of your house within two seconds. And I said, well, you know what? That is not even a problem. I'll be home in 15 minutes. So I get there and I get him into a conversation about him and the telegram. I recorded 30 minutes of that conversation. Recorded it all. And I was like, I have to let somebody outside of this know what is going on. But I didn't know. I was like, who do I trust? Who can I trust? Who is outside but still close enough? Who do I trust? And that is when I reached out to Andy. And I'm glad that I did because the only other person that I knew would have been another guy who he, he's been kicking around with a bit lately, who he said is on his payroll, which I'm glad I did not reach out to that guy if that guy is on his damn payroll because that would have been a shit show. And this is Andy Rouse you're talking about, correct? Right. So yes, I, good friend of the show, been, co-host yeah. of a show of ours. Um, yeah, Andy's a very level-headed person. <laughs> you definitely picked the, exactly. the better of the two options there. Yeah, so I went to him and I was like, I have something to tell you that I don't know where to start to where it won't be a lot to hear. And he was like, what are you, what are you talking about? And I said, well, it's who? And he was like, okay. And I was like, I'm telling you, I'm getting ready to tell you a lot of stuff. And I don't know how you're really going to take it or how long it's going to take you to go through it, (laughs) but it's out there. And so I just did what I could to lay it all out. (laughs) Like you've done today. (laughs) 
oh man but it was like as it was happening and I was like I'm here going through this right now and he, I mean I gave him even all of the text between me and the guy who told me about the do situation and everything like that and how he was being harassed and all that stuff I sent him like all of it I was just like I don't I don't want to come off as being crazy. So I'm like giving you the evidence here. And I was like, this is what he's telling me. And I mean, it, I, it's any a, a good, I mean, at first he was like, you know, are you safe? Are you okay? Blah, blah, blah. But I could tell that he had to sit there for a while and let this sink in that this, this was like, actually happening because <laughs> he had questions it was like what i i'm trying to get my mind around this like what about this what about that and it just went on from there and i was like i'm glad that i was able to tell him and you know another member who had went through that too like they are they are my go-to people that when stuff happened, I would tell them and show them like, this is what's going on. Um, so I had to tell him too about um, the lab situation. So, you know, he always says, I'm going to labs, I'm at labs. The one girl who had all the same pictures and such, <laughs> and that he told her that it was his mom's bedroom or that he didn't know where he recorded that day. He had told her when he was at my house in November that he had went to labs. And I was like, this, no, he was never at no, no labs, none. So I started then looking at these times when he would say, I'm at these labs. And of course, he would do videos or he would do like Zoom calls. And, uh, you know, he would post some of those Zoom calls. And I was like, but I know the location that you're at. And you just said that you just got back from the lab. But it looks like your dad's living room. Or it looks like his girlfriend's daycare room downstairs. Because, you know, I have pictures of your house because me and you were involved. Like, these people don't, so they may not notice that your story's not matching up with your background, but I do. So I just started putting those times and screenshots together. So at the end of March, he tells me that he's going to go to California to meet Gary Nolan for a couple days, and he's coming to fly back out. So he left. And it's like, I, I always, I, I know good and well. It's like, he's not coming back here. He's not. He's not coming back here. Just like when he came out a couple months previous, he had said that he was coming from the labs because he had had a checkup. And he couldn't give me the plane number because, of course, he was flying private and, you know, it was confidential. But the dumbass sent me a picture of the plane. And I was like, I know good and well he's coming. He's coming from Canada. I know he is. 
all I had to do was check the times. Not a problem. They're available. The time he left, the time he had to check in, the time he landed. Okay. It all matches a flight coming from Canada. (laughs) Then I even looked at the plane numbers for the ones that were coming. Lo and behold, the plane number matched. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't say shit to him. I just filed it away. Just filed it away. Like, there's no use. He's going to lie. It doesn't even matter. So I filed it away. So as he's supposedly in California, he then tells me, and I will tell you too, he does never get dressed. The dude wears pajama, pants, and a t-shirt. And that's it. He, I've never seen him in anything else other than t-shirt, a hoodie, or a sweatshirt, and pajama pants. That's all he has. That's it. So he tells me he needs to stay a little bit longer because they're meeting with some Korean investors sometime the midweek of next week. I was like, you're meeting investors in pajama pants. You met Gary Nolan on campus in pajama pants. Okay. Okay, whatever. So that three days ended up being two weeks. Those two weeks ended up being a month. And, of course, he's telling me he is in a professor's house um, in their spare bedroom. He's staying with them off campus. And he's going back and forth between labs via magnetic underground railway. I was like, okay, Harriet. (laughs) Okay. So, again... I'm looking at the videos that he's putting out. And I waited. I waited because I knew when he said he was going to go back home. I waited. So when he was back home, he had gotten off one of the Zoom calls and he posted it right after he got off. And then he texted me and said he just got off the Zoom call. And I was like, you know, that's the Zoom call you just got off of that you posted, right? He's like, yeah. I said, so you just got home yesterday. And he's like, yeah, well, why is it that the basement still looks like the basement from the video you did like two weeks ago? And he was like, oh, no, that was um, one of the older videos. I was like, no, it wasn't because here's the text of you telling me that you were talking with the person you were talking to in that video. You tell me this shit, remember? Like, we're in a relationship. You fucking tell me when you talk to people on the show. And I was like, okay, whatever. Well, what about this one then? Because you just did a Zoom call, and it's the same damn place. This asshole told me that the professor's house, he didn't want people to know where he was at. And I was like, okay, but you didn't mind telling Ross you were at your girlfriend's house or showing people you're in my closet doing videos. Okay, he tells me that out my government supplied him with hyper-realistic background so that nobody <laughs> knew where he was. So he's, he's going with that, it was a filter behind to mask his location. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, not, yeah, but this filter is so great that it doesn't get grainy when you move. No, no, in or out, no, no. 
Oh. I was like, son of it, dude. I can't with this. I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? But so I gotten really pissed off that he had made up all these damn, this whole month of him being gone in April. That was my birthday at the beginning of April. He had sent me some long ass excuse and some text about, like before he left, he had planned on being here for my birthday and how it was important, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, I'm getting some stuff about how holidays and family time just aren't that important to him and all, la, 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 la. And I was like, I know what he's doing. He's getting ready to tell me he's not coming back for my birthday. I know this. So that like really, really pissed me off. So when his birthday came around at the end of April, lo and behold, he has Brandon put out an episode for him saying that, oh, he's taking time for his birthday. And I was like, oh, that's funny. I went right on, <laughs> right on his Patreon page and put, that's funny. You're taking time off for your birthday, but your ass couldn't come back for mine. I thought birthdays weren't that important. He deleted it. So I put back on there. I'm going to keep posting it. Keep deleting it. And he texts me and he's like, why are you doing this? What the fuck are you talking about? Why I'm doing this? Because he's like, well, you can't tell me directly. I'm through talking to you directly. Everybody needs to know what type of person you fucking are. You're a piece of shit. Seriously. So we get through talking then. And he was like, look, babe, we can't be arguing like this in public because that's going to look bad and it's going to have impact and it's going to look like it's weakening my project and it might bring people after you. And I'm not saying that it's going to be the good people either. I was like, dude, whatever. Don't nobody watch me do shit. Okay. It, seriously. So he started to see I was getting into investigating how deep this stuff goes with people being spoken to in the community and being co-opted and infiltrated. Um, Cause he had told me that two other people, UFO Jesus and whoever the theory of everything guy is, he said that they were approached to do the same thing he did, but they turned him down. Well, they, they turned the DOE down and he's the one that got chose because he, he accepted whatever their terms were. So then he tells me, I made a comment on a video, but I had posted the video to Twitter and said, hey, y'all need to watch this video. It's about YouTube double agents. This is something y'all need to get used to. You need to watch it. So apparently he clicked on that link and then went through the comments and found my comment saying, this channel, his is going through this exact same thing. Not only that, but he is also catering his story, depending on who it is that he's going on in order to line his pockets. That and he's using women within his own community as entertainment. Of course, here comes the threats. That's when I start getting texts. You're going to take that down. If you're not going to take that down, I'm going to have lawyers on you. And I can just serve the paperwork now on principle. That is defamation. If I lose money for this, he was like, and you know what? I have people and you know, I'm not joking. My people will continue harassing you and continue throwing lawsuits at you just because it's fun for them. 
was like, more power to you, buddy. More power to you. You're going to have to prove that what I'm saying isn't true. You're going to have to bring in the people that you claim you associate with. Do you think the people from the DOE want to come in and associate themselves with you? We'll do it. But I don't think that's the way you want it to go down. So how about you step the fuck back and stop threatening me? So he was like, okay, yeah, we don't need to act like this, blah, blah, blah. So he stepped back. The next day, he ends up saying, hey, I need to call you. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So he calls me and says, he had already told me he was going to do a consulting job in Africa. So he says, look, I'm not going to be in North America for like the next year or so. So maybe we should just be friends. And I was like, North America? You're not going to be in North America? Oh, is your location secret again, Austin? <laughs> I'm like, friends? Dude, first of all, we're hardly in a relationship. Relationships involve sex. That's something that you barely have enough energy to do. Because you don't do shit. Let's face that. You don't do a damn thing. So let's cut that crap right out. And the fact that, you know, I've got pictures and screenshots of you sending the same shit to another damn girl at the same time. That you're telling me that everything she said was a lie. And he's like, oh my God, I can't believe you're bringing that back. I'm bringing it back up because you cannot admit that you are a fucking liar and it's a problem. You have a problem. And he was like, look, I'm just telling you you're that I'm going to be gone and you're getting all mad. It seems to me you just like drama. Okay, look, I'm not creating something from nothing. I don't like drama. This here isn't drama. People tend to not like it when they've been taken advantage of or when they see other people being taken advantage of. And if you think that is drama, then you, sir, are fucked. And as far as I'm concerned, you can go fuck yourself. And I hung up on him. And that's when I was like, you know what? Me trying to put any type of emotional humanity with that person, I just had to remove him because there, there is none. I can't be like, oh, my God, you're going to hurt this person's feelings. Do they even have? And I'm like, no, this person never, ever had feelings, ever. It was just, I don't know what I was being used for, but there was definite, definite use going on. Um, so I just, I have to keep that in my head and in my mind when I go to put stuff out and when I try to open people's eyes to maybe him specifically, but overall that, this isn't about feelings. These people don't have feelings. They don't care. They don't even see you. And that makes it a little bit easier for me to post the stuff that I do, knowing the person that I was with. Brandy, this is absolutely mind blowing. This whole conversation, I had no idea it was as deep as this from our our short conversations that we've had together. You're an absolute legend. The fact that you've actually come out with this and willing to discuss it, that's unreal. Um, I hope that at some point in the future, you feel comfortable enough to actually name and shame this bastard. 
But as we've already said, the listeners are going to know who this guy is straight away. So I think Calm is going to kick this guy in the ass pretty hard in the next coming year or so. And it's all going to be out on the table and this guy's going to have to deal with the bullshit he's been peddling, the way he's been treating people. Mm-hmm. And it's going to come around to him. It has to. This is absolutely going to make waves, my friend. And I've got to thank you for your integrity, your strength, and your sheer grit by actually putting it out there. I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> well, well done. You've actually, you've, you're making the world a better place just by <laughs> acting and doing something. Well done. Thank you. All I right. Think- Any closing words, Brandy, for the listeners? Because we're coming up on two and a half hours here and wow, my <laughs> mind's exploded. I don't think I can go any further. No, I would just, just always be, just always be cautious. Always do, definitely always do your own research. And when something's coming out of anybody's mouth, research them as well. Just research it all. Cause we've got so many lies and propaganda being thrown at us right now that, that we are in an environment that you are not crazy for thinking that you can't trust anyone. That is that is purposely being done. So you got to rely a lot on self and your intuition and don't think you're crazy by questioning people. That's how you learn. Absolutely. This has been a fantastic conversation and I'm, I'm so happy that you, you felt like you could come out with this stuff on my show of all places, such a little tiny podcast, but wish you all the best and keep fighting the good fight. And you know what? In the end, I think it's all going to come out and you're going to come out as a bit of a hero in this community, Brandy, because you're speaking truth to power, girl. Well, thank you. All right, everybody. This was an unreal episode. I hope you enjoy it. And it doesn't take too much to find out who this guy is. Do your research and let me know what you think. All right, everyone. Bye. Hey, everybody. It's closing time. You don't got to go home, but you can't stay here.